Hey, this is Shane Hallahan, and this is the BMX in our blood. Thank you, Shane Hallahan, for that intro. So, this week, Zoo, or otherwise known as Eric Miller and Murphy Machetta, are two really awesome guys from the Pittsburgh scene. I, I don't believe I really talked about Chris Doyle as being part of the one of the pillars of the BMX scene in Pittsburgh, uh, but he was actually sitting in on the interview with me, which is helpful because he can kind of, uh, since he has friendships with these guys, he can uh, help things along, which I needed. So thank you. Thank you, Chris. Hope you're all checking out his podcast as well, which is really, really good. It's super informative, um, but he's been doing a great job on it. And I'm learning a lot more about him and his friends by by listening. So hopefully you give Poliver is the is the podcast name for Chris Doyle's podcast. And just give it a follow for sure. There's a bunch of good ones out there and many more starting. It's uh it's crazy. I am definitely going to post the podcast that I listen to on Instagram and if I can get things together tonight while I edit this, I will add those names in the show notes. So anyway, I just went to Supercross at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey this past Saturday and could not believe the amount of BMXers there. It was it was really awesome. I don't know if motocross knows how fortunate they are to have so many people from BMX that are into Supercross as well as or motocross guys that came from a BMX background. So that was pretty cool. So anyway, enough of that. Uh, one more quick thing. July 20th and 21st, I'm going to keep on saying it. That's the fifth annual jam that I put on. Fifth year in a row. Second year at Powder Ridge Park in Middlefield, Connecticut. That is a huge event for all of us each year, uh, especially up our way in the Northeast, but people certainly come from all over the country. So really looking forward to that. If you are a person in the bike industry in some way, shape, or form, and you can lend a hand with the jam, I'd appreciate it. Just let me know through Instagram or through my email at jpdoherty70 at gmail or through uh, Instagram direct message is the other way to get me. I always check them and I try to respond as quickly as I can. Definitely want to make this jam the uh, the best one yet. Each year, I, I try my best to to make it as exciting as the as the previous year. So we'll see what happens. I'm hoping to get a few more pros out there to commit to coming and getting the sponsorships lined up. So so yeah, um, it's going to be a good time. I'm really excited about it and Powder Ridge. 
our very gracious hosts, and uh, they've opened up camping for the event, if you haven't heard. So I believe they even have added Friday night to the camping. So definitely camping from Saturday night till Sunday, which carries us through the event on Sunday. That's the actual fundraising day. Saturday should be a great time. That's just basically a free for all day. You can you can ride the you can ride the park. You do have to buy a pass, but uh, but you can ride the the bike park on mountain bikes or BMX bikes. Either way, they have a pump track there. They have different jump lines. They have concrete snake runs. They have all kinds of things. So you guys that have been there before are familiar, and if you are not, then. Uh, Trust me, it's it's a great time. And we'll have a couple jump lines built by Dave King, Dirt Sculpt Dave, or just Dirt Sculpt. I'm sure you can find him on Instagram or uh, on the internet. He's a great guy, and I am really indebted to him for his help with me getting involved with the Powder Ridge Park and the work that he does there for us, which is... Uh, which is donated work. FBM is going to sponsor the jump line and uh, anyone else that wants to sponsor any particular part of it, please let me know. And Scotty Kramer will be there as well. And I'm sure he'll have some crazy obstacle course that most of us wouldn't be able to probably get past the first part of, but it's fun to watch and anyone can do it. So that's that. So anyway, enjoy the podcast with Eric Miller and Murphy Machetta. Here we go. Welcome back to the BMX in our blood. I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am at the Monroeville Trails. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we there you go. Okay. It's a, it's a Sometimes it's not a cool thing to say. The name of the trails. I'm not giving a street though, so we're okay street name so anyway thank you Powers Bike Shop for supporting the podcast and we're going to try to do this a little differently uh, while these guys dig and stack oh, man, this, means, this is another example of me not working on jumps I just realized I'll roll it <laughs> oh, you pull out the camera baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right Eric Let's start with you. Give me a little bit of your past, condensed version if possible. Uh, what type of past? Where you're from and BMX. Sorry, I didn't tell you specifically. Okay. Well, um, I'm not from Monroeville, obviously. I'm, I'm from a town pretty close by the, uh, called North for Sales. Uh, I grew up on a cul-de-sac, on a, uh, like, kind of like isolated area. Mm-hmm. And just a small group of kids, and I don't know, we were outside all the time and did what we did. Yeah. Like, rode any sort of bike we did, like we could when we were little. Like, mm-hmm. just jumped whatever, plywood on cinder blocks and stuff. And, That's the way uh, you're supposed to do it. They still do it now. See, Granville does. Yeah, it's good for him. There, yeah. <laughs> of course, that was like a a one-ton cinder block that he, that this guy Crescent built. But anyway. Oh, the one of the FBM jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty wild, yeah. It was. <laughs> so, how long before you, until you discovered this place? Well, I discovered trails. Um, 
I didn't come start coming up to the trails until I was about 18 to when the Redville trails. Mm -hmm. um, a lot before that, uh, I was a lot of pedaling around the streets in my hometown and just like hitting curb cuts and stairs and stuff. And, and I'd ride skate parks every once in a while. Like we had a really nice park, like kind of out near the Pittsburgh International Airport called B Cube. I used to ride out there a lot when I was younger. There's a bunch of other parks. There was like, um, there's a brick house for a while. There's butter beans. Mm -hmm. uh, and like towards my like later teens, there was a lot of concrete parks that came up around Pittsburgh. How many concrete parks are there in Pittsburgh? I only know of two, but I haven't gone through the whole city. Uh, six of them, maybe. There's, really? Uh, Boyce, mm -hmm. South Park, Imperial. Oh, what's that one with the Car uh, Peach? Carne yeah, Carnegie. Oh, Pitchers, um, whatever. Yeah, thinking. yeah, Pitcher, Pitchers, Carnegie. Oh, okay. Um, what, what, there's one more. Isn't there another one? Polish Hill Bowl. It, it's just Polish Hill Bowl. Yeah. Polish Hill Bowl. The Polish Hill Bowl. Oh, Bowl. That's right. Oh, the whole bowl they went road and road full twelve. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have to interrupt for a second. I forgot to say we were. I don't believe I said Murphy Machetta, Eric Miller is the one talking right now, and Chris Doyle's here as a guest, and he's going to throw in whatever questions he has that I may not have asked. Could be tough. <laughs> you never know. Be strong. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to hit him with. But Murph, give yeah. me a little bit of yours. Wait, did you race at all? I forgot to ask you. I'm sorry. I, I, I never raced. Even uh, though you I, see that I track straight up there. freestyle. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I rode the track when I was like fairly young. I think my dad had a company picnic at South Park, and I rode it then. Uh huh. But I, I didn't race at all. Yeah. No interest in it. Uh, I think it was just I don't know, like too much pedaling. Just on the other side of town, just didn't go over there a lot, and yeah, I don't know. yeah. But when you were coming up, racing wasn't as it, popular it wasn't the main part of anymore. BMX, no. Yeah, that peak had already kind of yeah. fallen off. When I came up, it was it was all freestyle and like X Games and Gravity Games, for the most part. Like they kind of got me into. It, I think. How old are you again? I'm 29. Okay, yeah. that helps. Put it in. Uh, yeah, pushing 30. I don't know. Chris says nine years. And I uh, yeah. I got double that. <laughs> it's something like that. So that's what got you into trails, and that's what you stuck with. Uh. Yeah, like, I was originally like, just a park rider and a street kid, and then, like when I was 17, like my senior year of high school, I tore my ACL like riding street, uh, doing a 360 down some stairs, and then uh, I took a break for about a year. Um, after that, I started riding again. Met the local up here at the time, like the OG local at Monroeville, uh, Chris Jarvey. He's he asked me to come up to the trails, like from Boy Skate Park, which is right in Monroeville as well, like probably 10 minutes from the trails. Mm-hmm. That's when I started riding trails, I guess. Also, there was a bit of park before that, huh? Yeah. Uh, and do you guys have a main digger or a trail leader? Is that you? Uh, I mean, I guess it would be between me, like me and Tim Lyons at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the crew always changes. I mean, I've been steady here since I was 18. Uh -huh. basically so like, I mean people like come and go and do what they want to do and mm -hmm. it's just the woods so right right like no one really owns them so no not Min from what I heard Monroeville <laughs> is not like a trail Nazi type of place um, it's more like the community trails mm -hmm. I've always kind of described it as and like Eric said they've traded hands so many times yeah. Um, yeah but it's like the place where like 
if we meet kids at boys or if we meet them at the skate park and they're interested in riding trails they're always so nervous to ask like if oh can i ride monroeville yeah. uh not in the sense that you have the skill level but it's more like right. are they gonna like me or are they gonna be upset if i case something and it's like no one really cares like yeah like these guys like they just want people to come out and enjoy them because mm -hmm. that makes the best experience really right yeah but i mean we do like kind of like look at the skill levels and it makes sure no one's gonna come up here that's gonna hurt themselves too. Sure. But there's like big jumps, small jumps. Yeah, like yeah. there's stuff for like different skill levels. I kind of gathered that walking up here and then Murph and I were, I was looking around asking Murph questions and it's nothing like Hazelwood, right? So it's... Uh, no, yeah, nothing like Hazelwood. Nothing like, is like Hazelwood. No. Right, well, yeah, that's a one, of a one of a kind. Oh my gosh, yeah. We went and checked that out in January and it's, none of us from Connecticut could even fathom Know, crazy place but you have a lot going on here so uh yeah, and yeah we just keep expanding like all the stuff at the top of the hill mm -hmm. is basically all like new jumps within the last five years mm -hmm. i'd say but like everything at the bottom of the hill is older like the, the the main line is the second one from the bottom oh okay and it's uh it's been there for a, a good while uh -huh. I guess it used to be going the other way. It used to be tabletops back in the day. Like, yeah. I've been here a long time. Yeah, I guess so. Um, do you get a lot of runoff problems? Uh, Just like water runoff? The, no. Yeah. Like uh, into... not, not really. Like, when we have the drainage pretty figured out. We, we oh, fix okay. that every year. As in clean it out or, clean or it just out, replace like, it? Like make new drainage mm -hmm. like, in places that needed it right. previously. Um, it's been dry the last few years. Uh, uh, like our, our ponds right now, like our ponds used to be filled up to the brim, and they're all like puddles of mud right now. Oh man, they're pathetic. So, one of the big reasons I wanted to interview you too, Murphy, <clears throat> excuse me, and Eric, is because. I think, and it's great that Chris is here for this too. It seems like this, the scene in Pittsburgh has been so strong for so long. I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, besides maybe Eastern PA, of course, with Caddy and Posh. Yeah. Um, I got to be careful with that because there's some good, some good support at like Kiko and, and places on Long Island that some yeah, might, yeah, some yeah, I can't right. mention. They're running out of places there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's almost like the pillars of Pittsburgh BMX. It's, I mean, between the Hallihans, uh, you guys, of course, um, Patazzi's, of course, and yeah. I don't know, am I missing anybody that, that really is just in it 100% and just helping keep it going? We're inevitably going to forget someone, so don't worry about that. But. I mean, I guess the whole, like, the wheel mill's in it 100%, like, like Harry mm -hmm. doing his thing at the wheel mill. So yeah. Uh, I mean, that, having that place is amazing. Mm -hmm. You figure like half of the year. Yeah. Like, like, all the, all like, the little groups right. from around town end up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There everyone conglomerates there. And, yeah, yeah. And it's not like separate crews anymore. Right. Like, when there right. used to be like a whole bunch of different parks everywhere, there used to be like separate crews. Like you yeah. go to different parks and it'd be a different crew of riders at each park. Mm-hmm. Sound like took a breath or something. No. Oh, I was, I was gonna uh, mention that 
we uh, we used to have a lot more indoor parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, before the wheel mill got here, like there was a place called Butterbeans, there was a place called Studio 334. Yeah. Oh, wow. And like uh, Eric was saying, there's the the place out near the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm forgetting another one as well. But uh, like you said, there was different crews everywhere, and like mm-hmm. parks just kept shutting down, so we kept getting like forced more together. So it was kind of good that some of these places did shut down because it kind of unified our scene a little bit more. It's like, well, we don't have all this anymore. We might as well like work right. together and ride together more because I, I don't think I'd ever heard of, of Eric before uh, I was like a Studio 334 local yeah. Yeah. and I was mostly a B-Cube guy and yeah he was like a B-Cube uh-huh. guy so like but those places shut down and it's like all of a sudden we're all riding at the Brick House okay. it's like oh so now I have like these different friends to ride with and these different people to ride with mm-hmm. some people just completely <laughs> quit riding but, yeah, right. um, but a lot of people came back since the wheel mill's been open though yeah yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's good. So the scene is kind of slowly being replaced, and the others are coming back. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of people that came back. Like, um, no, I'm not gonna name names. There's a, there's a lot of people that start riding again. But mm-hmm. There were some scary ones too, where like people just started riding again. Man, ridden in like ten years, and uh, <laughs> they thought they could just pick it back up. Todd Canafari, you know what I'm saying? Retod. Oh, he, he came to the wheel mill and he's like, oh, I got, I got my bike. And he tries to jump the first set and he gets knocked out. It's like, dude, oh. yeah, the landing's steep. Like, it's not like it, it's not a uh. real box jump. It's, it's oh, not man. a box jump. So, no. I mean, basically all the Glassport guys just like came back in. Like, it's like the whole Death Valley crew got back into riding because of the wheel mill. Right. That's awesome. Wheel mill is definitely going to come up um, as a podcast in the future, but. It seems like even on the, uh, is it Tuesday nights? Is that the night that it, it's uh, jaunt, live jaunt night? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's jaunt really? BMX night, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Which really pumps hard uh, over the winter, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that the weather's getting warmer, yeah. people kind of you know, stay in there more, like their outdoor yeah. areas. Right. But of course the wheel mill, they, they do like the summer camps and everything to right. keep the lights on. And, uh, keep, the, keep the scene going strong, obviously. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully you guys can all accept that you guys are an exceptional scene for sure. Do I have a question for Murph? I think I do. So Murph, what's up? How did you get into it, into BMX, and when? Because uh, your story is kind of interesting. If I remember what you told me before. All right, so I'll start like kind of. I don't know, maybe around the same age of of Zoo, whenever he kind of really got into riding. Um, I was just like riding, you know, a little jump in the woods that the neighborhood kids built. Uh-huh. And of course, it's in the era of of Dave Mira and Nyquist and all that stuff's going down in the X Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one year the X Games came to Philly, my parents thought it would be a good idea to go out there and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, I was way more into skateboarding because yeah. it was like the Tony Hawk show all right, day, right. every day on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And we went out there, and I just ended up watching the dirt contests for the whole time. Really? Never left. Never left the dirt contest. That's good. From there on out, it's... Yeah. And, and you said you didn't race, right? No, never. No. My, Which uh, has got to be so weird. I mean, obviously, you raced, Chris. When you from a different generation. Right. These guys. Yeah, I like... But still, the basics... Are, yeah, you'd mentioned that before, but... What I'm thinking of is you got South Park, the park... And the track is right there. It's got to uh, feel like the park eh. didn't exist back. 
back when the racing scene was big. Uh, this park strong, was yeah, coming around yeah. to like what 2007 or so. I think South Park was 2009, maybe. So yeah. There oh you go. really? Yeah. So this is a ways. When did after. Boyce open? Boyce was like oh, six. Oh, six. Oh, six? Okay, yeah, so that's I like when I graduated. I just had my license just when finished, finished up. Uh, finished up. Okay. Huh. All right. Let's, uh, who's the best shit talker of you two? Murphy. Uh, Probably neither. Murphy's talking shit to me online. Uh, yeah, online. What? Behind a keyboard, Chris. Not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, it's, I don't it's obviously. I don't think it's because you clearly crush me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Well, she, I. Uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, yeah, yeah. What I do for a living. Um, well, I do uh, insurance restoration. I'm a carpenter. Um, I, I work for a company called Disaster Restoration. Like, if there's a fire, or like, I'll, I'll rebuild the house, or whatever. And then, uh, you know, we do all sorts of claims, like wind damage, and mm -hmm. water damage, and anything else. Travel all over the, the whole Pittsburgh region. Do jobs everywhere. Uh -huh. uh, been doing that for about ten years now. There's a lot of guys in construction. Whether it be like Chris buys and sells, right, or does he physically get in there also? Benefit. On top of that, he used to physically get in there, right? Uh, yeah, but he's he can't. Yeah, he's too clumsy. That stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then Justin, right? Does he does he just sell? Is he a realtor only? He's is uh, an agent. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Him and his brother. Got it. They run this town. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the way I found my way into that was, like I said, when I was a senior in high school, I tore my ACL, and like I took a year off riding. I I went to college for a year, and like I didn't really like it. I wasn't doing bad or anything, but like as soon as I started riding my bike again, I was like, I can't sit in an office all day, and I just I decided to quit college and just find a job. That was the job I found, mm -hmm. and like, I just I ended up liking it, and I, I've been there since. But that's hard work. I mean, you're swinging a hammer. Yeah, I'm, most I'm, of the I'm day. climbing around, like framing, and, and you get up early. Yeah. And you work hard till five o'clock, and then you come here. Yeah. And then you start building, and then like, so it's. Yeah. I, I think it's like a blue collar mentality in Pittsburgh. It's like, yeah, if you if you want the things in life that yeah. bring you joy, you have to work. Yeah. And like, I yeah. think Zoo's like a, a prime example of like hard work. Mm -hmm. and, dedication to right. doing the things that you like but, um, but my job varies from day to day I'm, I'm not always doing hard work like i like I mean there are like easier jobs and harder jobs like for the sake of the interview you have to make it sound like you're working hard yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I bust my ass every day yeah that's all right there we go yeah. we can, that we can live with I, I earn my money <laughs> yeah well uh, I think it was a year or two ago we Zoo and I were at the park, we're riding, uh -huh. and I just got my real estate license, and I say to Zoo, and this is like just a, a testament to how modest Zoo is, Yeah. Uh, I say to Zoo, I'm like, hey man, when you're ready to buy a house, let me know. And he goes, eh. I, I kind of just bought one. I bought one last week. I'm good. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's such a big deal to buy your first home. And he's right. Like, he just shrugs his shoulders, like, yeah, I just bought one last week. It's like, Dude, most people would like be putting it online. Oh yeah, I yeah. Like, I mean, I was like stressed out about it until I actually bought it, and I was just like completely like relieved of all stress when you asked me that, and I was just, I was just overthinking about it. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up work. Um, what do you do for work there, Murph? Uh, I'm doing as much photo work as I can at the moment. 
side jobs, whatever well, at the moment. But I love the print you did for me of Chris, framed, I think, even. It was part of an auction. Yeah, it yeah. was, was that for Ray? I think, at Ray's? Yeah, it was the turndown, right? That turndown transfer? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. 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 Oh, that one little line's a Ray. That's yeah. a cool picture. Yeah. Well, he's the man that shot it. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I saw it in person. It was cool. All right, back to the ball busting. Um, I've got a question for Murphy. Have you ever done a Pittsburgh Trail train at Swamp Fest? <laughs> Not with Chris Doyle, I haven't. <laughs> All right, got that oh, one done. Oh, so badly, <laughs> just wanted to... right to it. Yeah. I could have waited till later. You know what? I'll take it out and then I'll reposition it <laughs> at the fine. end. <laughs> I'm not even gonna come back. You know what? Oh. Uh, we just got over this. We just talked it out. Everything was fine. Yeah. You stoked that. Fire. I did. I did. Mostly because I'm jealous of your scene and I don't have one, so you know, destroy everyone else's. Hundred guys. I. I, want, I was like looking forward to seeing it at Swamp Fest. Not necessarily the guys I see almost every day that I go riding. And like I didn't do a train with them and they got you know, busted my balls about it. Yeah. I, I wasn't butthurt. My ankle was <laughs> messed up that day. Something else hurt instead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough of... Uh... I tweaked my ankle at like 10 o'clock in the morning at Swamp Fest. So... Yeah. It was just beers the rest of the day. Um, no. Murphy kind of alluded to uh, his parents bringing him out to the X Games, but he has like a pretty supportive uh, mom and dad that were like pretty supportive of him riding BMX. Mm-hmm. And I, I know uh, I actually live in the same neighborhood as Murphy's parents, and I would see Murphy's mom around uh, the local shops and everything. And her license plate said Murph's mom. Really? Got me back. So uh, wow. Oh, was... I always look forward to. It. I remember pulling into the Rite Aid parking lot, and there's. Uh, was it a blue Subaru? Is that what it was? Uh, if it had a giant scratch down the left side from yours truly driving it, absolutely. But I, I just remember the license plate said Murph's mom. I'm like, Murph's mom's here, great! And like going into the right aid, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And uh, but yeah, like, were your parents like into it? Like, were they? Because, and I, I, I've talked about this with different people before, like how obscure BMX is, and how like it's hard for our parents' generations to understand it, but. Uh. I don't think my parents even understand it now. Right. Well, I don't think they'll ever fully get it, but were they right. always pretty supportive of Oh, they were always super were supportive. Doing? Like, I mean, my mom would drive myself and a crew of kids out to Studio 334 Skate Park, which mm-hmm. is like an hour away. Yeah. Wow. Must. Wow. On a weekend. Yeah. Give or take. Wow. Hey. Take us everywhere. She was. Merce mom's. All right. Oh, yeah. Keek's a saint, yeah. Keek's a saint. All right, you know what? Either of you or both of you can answer this, but what is it about the Pittsburgh scene that makes BMX thrive? Is there a particular set of things, maybe? Makes BMX thrive. Um, I mean, I would say the accessibility of all the free parks. Like, just every, like kids can just go and find a skate park and ride it. There's parks all over the city. And then, like, the people that are putting their heart into keeping the BMX alive, like the Potosnys and and everybody who works at the wheel mill. Like, I mean, definitely hold the scene together and keep kids involved and get new kids involved with it. Mm-hmm. 
It reminds me when I was talking about the pillars of uh, BMX in Pittsburgh, I forgot Mason Ritter, I believe. Yeah, Mason Ritter, yeah. Yeah, don't want to forget him as he probably will win this uh, Triple Crown. Ma- Mason Ritter is going to be the Triple Crown champion of the world. He should be. Uh, I, I hope Saturday he is. Uh, I really hope he is. That um, would be pretty yeah, I cool. Mean, I, I remember seeing Mason when he was like hanging out with the Hallahans when he was like pretty young. Like, so, I mean, Mike Hallahan's been doing a lot for a long time, too. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's not just the kids. The parents are super involved. Yeah. and That's why I'm here this weekend. It also is to uh, go to the Next Generation Gym and, and help them out. Um, they're just great. Yeah. And they help at other gyms, too. They help it, at my gym. Yeah, they help everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Really, really great family there. So, uh, different thoughts by you, Murph, on what makes it thrive? Honestly, I think it's it's got a lot to do with no matter what anybody rides, like everybody's really supportive of each other. Um, street guys come and ride the box jump room, the wheel mill in the wintertime, you know? We'll hang out in the park room with them and ride ledges or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, summertime comes around and we all kind of go back to our own preferences, I guess. But sure. like, yeah, everyone's really supportive of each other. Um, Alright, here's a tough one what would you change about bmx in pittsburgh if you had the opportunity to change about bmx in pittsburgh no answer is actually awesome yeah because <laughs> it's per- it, an answer yeah yeah i mean that means everything's great in my mind asking the question so uh, i mean at the moment everything is great yeah mm-hmm. Can we get some, uh, uh, i think the only downtime was around like 2000 like the end of 2009, 2010, like yeah. all our indoor parks were shut down and there's nowhere to ride. But I mean, since like I was conveniently well, broke yeah, off have, for that year. <laughs> yeah, we have so many things to ride. I mean, we're kind of like blessed with that. Like, mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. There's one thing. What? More kids at the trails, like younger, mm-hmm. younger generation. I'll find this. You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's tough because. You know, they might be kind of stuck in their own little areas like we once were, but... Right. I mean, when stairs are already formed and... Yeah. Like, what do you have to... We right. have the Hallahans. They're, uh, was, they're yeah, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tomorrow. Yeah, Next Generation Gym. That's... Tomorrow, yeah. I would think it's safe to say they had somewhere around 150 kids last year, maybe. Oh, wow. It was pretty... It was pretty packed. Um, so, yeah. They're, they're definitely... A reason that I think BMX will continue to to thrive in Pittsburgh. So, uh, Murphy, tell me about your uh, photography and how you got into it. Um, there was always kind of a camera around growing up. Um, my dad just had like a Canon film camera. Uh-huh. He, you know, he towed it around on vacation or whatever. Mm-hmm. It didn't come out that often, but I'd play around with it here and there. Um, I got really into it in high school. Had mm-hmm. a pretty cool photography teacher, Dennis Swagger. Um, guy would let me like on my uh, during study hall. I'd go down and use the dark room and stuff. Nice. Let me listen to whatever punk rock and metal I wanted to, as loud as I wanted to. Really? In the dark room. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he also photographed like concerts and stuff. So he kind of uh-huh. he got the the subculture, I guess. Right. Right. So yeah, I'd, I'd say he's, he's got a got a hand in that how many years have you been taking pictures of of people riding or 
Actually, this may be different. The portraits that you do, is that newer or have you always done that? Uh, I, a a I, mixture of the two. I guess like the, just the portraits of people within BMX mm -hmm. is pretty new. I got a hold of a, a medium format camera and just started shooting black and white portraits of people. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, hanging out outside the skate park or up here at the trails. Mm -hmm. Just doing normal kind of everyday things. Right, right. Take good ones. Really good ones. I, I like the portraits because I like it when they it kind of represents what's going on at the wheel mill as far as the ones I've kind of zoned in on. Because um, you get the... Go ahead. Oh, no, and I was going to say, how many bike riders are currently using a photo that you took in their Instagram uh, bios? Mm. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's at least a few. Um, Chris Doyle being one of those. Um, my real concern is how many of my friends are using those on dating apps. Uh, <laughs> Just looking out for my boys, you know? Like, find you a nice lady. I may mean, right. have one or two on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, here's another one for you, Murph. Who's been your favorite person to shoot uh, photos of? That's really kind of hard. That's easy. They're both right there. They're, they're both <laughs> pointing at each other. Well... One of them. Timmy's back there slapping a lip. I'd, so uh, it's Tim. T Timmy's up there. They can. Yeah. <laughs> Can't please check that out. Yeah. Right. Right. If, if, yeah, uh, if Zoo and Doyle were one person. Uh huh. Um, all right. So. Zoo. Yeah. Question from Andrew Ortega. He wants to know. How did you get the nickname? question everybody wants to know that I really don't have a full answer to like um well neither did Fids <laughs> yeah that's for sure yeah, yeah. um <laughs> just reference your modeling career from the photos that I've taken of you <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you said while we're down at Swamp Fetch you said I gave you Blue Steel and didn't even realize it <laughs> Blue Steel that's yeah, uh Zoolander's uh like signature pose or whatever uh, so it does have something to do with the movie then I don't know if it has anything to do with the movie, but... um you finally adopted it. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. I think it started when I was, like, 16. This little tiny skate park that's in Monroeville uh, on Abers Creek Road. Like, it's the smallest little, like, prefab Woodward Park around. And uh, I, I, don't, I really don't know why, but these two guys, um, Tim Heater and Steve Muro, like, they just started calling me Zoolander for some reason one day. And I don't know, like... Like it, it kind of stuck for a couple months and like it went away and for some reason like during time when I said I was off my ACL like like Steve Muir was talking to Glenn Johnson and, and somehow that came up and like I went to the Brick House skate park and Glenn's like Zoolander I'm like wow I haven't heard that for a Talk while about and favorite person to shoot yeah. photos of yeah favorite person Glenn from Murphy to shoot photos is Glenn Johnson yeah 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 that guy's something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, you and Glenn, I think, are cut from the same cloth. In a sense. I, I mean, I was definitely influenced by Glenn a lot. Right. Like, the way he rode the brick house. Yeah. Like, a vi some videos you gotta check out is the Glenn Johnson trilogy. You gotta just, like, go to YouTube and search Glenn Johnson and check out his videos from back in the day. Like, um, they're absolutely amazing. <laughs> If you don't mind me asking a question, it's not really a question. No, of course it's kind not. of like a statement. I say that you and Glenn are kind of 
one and the same in that every time you ride, it's like a big session. It's mm-hmm. uh, there's really no like chill sessions with with Zoolander or even Glenn for that matter. And yeah. I, there's been like people that have come to the park, like different teams, different pros, and things like that. And Zoolander will be there, and Glenn will be there, and like they're just going off. Yeah. And these like other pros are like kind of confused, like what's with these guys? What's going on? And I'm like, they're not trying to impress you. Like this is this every is day. Do, yeah. This is what they do. Um, Whereas, like, Murphy and I will have sessions where we just chill. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're just chilling. Um, you know, do a couple kickouts or whatever. But, you know, when, when, like, Zoolander and a guy like Glenn Johnson come, it's like, it always gets stepped up. It goes well, to the bar. we can't chill now. Like, no. Right. I have been getting better at just chilling out um, in the last few years. Uh. Well, why ride like that? Like, because there's really no, like, rhyme or reason to Like, a lot of people ride super hard because they want to get somewhere with their riding. But, like, mm-hmm. these guys, like, they have full-time jobs and you know they're pretty well set up but like mm-hmm. still when they ride it's like the hard sessions is it, right what's the reasoning behind that honestly i don't know it's just the way i like to ride like to like if i want to do something I'm gonna at least try it so i don't like would it be any fun if i wasn't pushing myself like i, I, don't, I don't know that's a great answer great <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not for anybody else. It's like, I just like to push myself, I guess. I think it's the reason a lot of people choose trails, street, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rather than yeah. competition, let's say. Not not sliding BMX, just that there's, you know, there's way different personalities to be racing mm-hmm. versus riding trails and riding yeah, park and all yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm not a competitive person at all. Like, I, I do horrible every time I enter any sort of contest anywhere. Like, um, I mean, I've been going to the, the Vans Pro Cup at Woodward the last couple of years, and it, it, I mean, I'm just there to have fun and ride uh-huh. everything else. I'm not, I don't really care about the contest. Yeah. Like, like, I'll go ride the vert ramp in Cloud 9 and have the best time of my life on it, just trying to go higher or mm-hmm. do whatever I'm trying to do on it at the time. This kind of goes along with it. Drew or Andrew Ortega also wanted to know how many tricks have you forgotten? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I've done a lot of tricks, I guess. Mm-hmm. From like a lot of different eras of BMX and everything. Like I mean, I like to think I'm like I definitely looked at the Mike Aiken when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But, but like, like since the dawn of the internet and everything, and like. Now, BMX MDBs, like, I mean, they have every video, basically, right. on that website. Like, like, a video that, like, inspired me in the last few years has been right on. Like, and, like, I, like um, what's his name? Chad uh, Harrington. Like, his part in that, like, it's, he's just riding a flat, but he's doing all these, like, crazy variations that, like, people wouldn't even think of these days. Because, like, I mean, a lot of, like, riders these days, like, I think they're kind of closed-minded in terms of what can be done, especially in a contest scene. Like, you just adding one more bar spin, one more tail whip, one more backflip, whatever, like, but, like, Chad Osborne would be doing, like, a cannonball, like, frame grab bar spin, like, in, like... You mean Chad it, Harrington? Yeah, Chad Harrington, okay. yeah. Yeah, Chad Harrington. What I you say? Chad Osborne. Yeah, Chad. That dude's sick too. Yeah, he is. Sick. <laughs> but like, like, his little part that he like rode around here with you or whatever was awesome. Like, 
Where's Chad Osborne from? He's from Fresno, California, but he lives in Dallas. Oh, okay. Another one for you, Zoo, I think. Uh, Where do you come up with the... Well, same type of... In the same area. Where do you come up with the tricks like the cram can and the stovepipe tire grab? The the cram can was uh, definitely a Chad Harrington trick, like in, in Ride On. Like I said, he has so many variations that are... Like so unique. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. I, I I wanted to try them, and I was like, yeah, I'll try them. Like uh, the can, the what would you say, the stovepipe tire grab? I think mm-hmm. that was a Nyquist trick. I saw him do that. I think maybe. Uh huh. That one didn't work out too well. The stovepipe tire grab. No. Because uh, <laughs> the front wheel spinning the, the wrong way. Like when, uh, I, when I actually did it, my fingers ding, pulled ding, into ding, the forks. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. got caught up a little bit in the forks. So. Oh God, <laughs> does not sound good at all. We might have. And, uh, Murdoch, otherwise known as what Murdoch something Murph, Murdoch. What's Murdoch? Anyway, I, I don't know. I can't think of his Murdoch. Instagram right it's now. Murdoch. It's Murdoch. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Mike Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike Murdoch. Some numbers. Sixty-nine. Right. Probably. Yeah. Right. Four twenty-sixty-nine. How fitting is it that Fids is episode 69? I saw that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is just... Like, every part of the interview was funny all the way down to assigning that number to it. <laughs> it was like everything just fit with that guy. Um, all right. Sorry. Murak wants to know, Zoo. Well, first he comments and says, You're such an animal. I appreciate you guys coming to my spot. When I grow up, I want to ride like you. Um, where is his spot? Murdoch? His spot is in uh, Titusville. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's called uh, Bigfoot Trails. He, like, he does most of the work there by himself now, it's, it seems like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're it, it, pretty cool. Like, they're uh, just like some jumps in a field, and yeah, he, he works hard on them. Yeah. I haven't been up there in probably two years now, but yeah, they're, they're, they're good. He's still up there working on him. Yeah, right? he's up there working on him, and yeah, yeah. He used to have a jam. I don't know if he had a jam the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I definitely probably, go up there again if he had a jam again. Sometime. Yeah, it's got to be getting difficult with jams because this is a good problem, but there are so many jams, and there's only so many good weather it, it, weekends. Yeah, it's hard to go to them all, and it's hard to fit yeah. them in the good weather and everything. You got basically maybe a four month window of like really good conditions, right? Yeah, yeah. If like in the like late summer or fall is probably the best time I would say for trails. Yeah, yeah. Like for jam wise. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, I have to ask you this question because I'm going to ask the same thing to Murph. But uh, and this came from the Fids Fids interview. Okay. Uh, it was a question asked of him. Oh, I know what it was. Strange, <laughs> strangest Instagram account that you follow. Hmm. Strangest. I, I don't think I really follow anything too strange. You got to finish this. Um, you got to finish his his podcast. I mean, I think the strangest probably just like nature is metal. Like it, it's a pretty cool Instagram. Mm-hmm. They just like there's all sorts of like just hunting animals. Yeah, yeah like a gore, animals gory animal hunting. photos. Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh, like, like real life. But, uh, it's definitely like an anti-vegan like, uh, <laughs> like uh, Instagram account. No nah, man, that's just, real just life. showing how animals just, just like life. tear each other apart. Like, <laughs> what is it called again? Nature is metal. Nature is metal. All right. It's I got pretty, some. Like, like it's just a nature account, but it's, it's, it's 
just shows like what really happens it's like in a nature. Lion with blood yeah, everywhere. yeah. Or, or like a bird <laughs> ripping another bird apart. Like, it's, well, the wow. Oh God, <laughs> I think Fid's mom. He's he said uh, she follows. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna mess this up. She follows. Uh, look at that Russian. <laughs> yes. He said that she uh, doesn't that much like. That's how they're gonna count. They can go some different ways. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh God. Anyway, Murph, since you're back here, yeah. Uh, gonna go back to photography. God bless you. Um, do you prefer post or prefer post editing? Or straight from the camera? What's your camera setup? And that's from uh, Andrew Ortega. So my current go-to camera setup is a Canon 5D Mark IV. Mm. Um, I just upgraded to that after a very, very long time on a 7D. Oh. Um, that's the go-to camera body for me. Uh -huh. um, I really like to shoot with my uh, Mamiya 645 medium format film camera, but that's all black and white film just mostly portraits those are those are the one or that is the one that you used for portrait at the portraits at the wheel mills are right yeah okay yeah like any of the stuff that i i shot outside for mm -hmm. like your first handful of podcasts i feel like yeah yeah last winter or, uh, i think there's a doyle one or some other there are a bunch truck. trey jones trey yeah for sure i think i told him to give me his best stone cold steve austin <laughs> That's right. Nicely done, That's sir. Right. Nicely he look, done. He looked way tougher than I did in that picture. That's for sure. I think you did him separately and next to me, also, which was which is great because not not too long into this podcast, I realized I don't want to be in every picture. <laughs> it seems weird. Like I, I look back at it, I'm like, that was weird. Like <laughs> a picture of us during the podcast. That's all right. Yeah. Me. Uh, I mean, it's I cool know. to have that photo, though. Like. You have that memory. I mean, you I'd have rather memory, have it but you have something my, to look at. Yeah. You know? I'd rather have it for it's myself. like, this is me with my new friend. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know? Right. Right. That's all any of this is. Well, where's that Russian? Just making yeah. friends, yeah. man. Right. <laughs> all right. So here is something for both of you. So I'll start with you, Murph. Same question is going to be for you, Eric. What's something you <laughs> you feel you're bad at? And this is from Murdoch still. Murdoch, you know what I'm apparently bad at, and it's choosing pizza toppings. <laughs> Since you don't think it's okay to put pineapple on your pizza. Right to the point. Thank you. <laughs> Here you go, Eric. Right, Murdoch, uh, yeah, uh. <laughs> Can you beat that? No, I don't think I can beat that. He's not uh, bad at anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely bad at prioritizing my time. He's I don't know. really bad at going low on a vert ramp. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. That is true. I've watched. Uh, I feel a, like I'm, I've I'm seen bad a lot of things. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at walking. I'm better on two wheels than on my feet. I don't know. <laughs> you might be speaking for all of us on that one. Oh man. So, all right. So forget running. Running's definitely not going to happen if you can't walk. Uh, I mean, my knees are bad for running anyhow. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. What do you have for? You said ACL, right? Um, uh, yeah. I've had both ACLs. Both ACLs. Uh, yeah. You're um, bad at having ACLs. I'm, I'm bad at having ACLs. Yeah. Yeah, right. The MCLs aren't wanted here. It is kind of weird that they evened out. You know what I mean? Like, you would think you... 
uh, you'd be like, you know, maybe left foot dominant for slapping down or whatever, you know, if your foot stomp. How did you do your, I guess it'd be your back foot, maybe? Yeah, yeah, my back foot's my right foot. That, that was when I did when I was, like, younger and, yeah. like, I, I 360 down a set of stairs and, like, just overspun it and put my foot out and, like, okay. The, the second one was, uh, on the spine at the wheel mill before, like, before it was the wheel mill when they were still building it. Like, uh-huh. They had some, like, pre-sessions and, like, I hadn't ridden hard for a long time and I just jumped it real high and bailed and uh, stiff like, like just hit the ground hard yeah did you get them both or you got them both fixed or did you yeah yeah, yeah. they've both been fixed um i mean Some... I, I have a little bit of trouble with my right one right now like, mm-hmm. i don't know what's wrong with my right knee but it's yeah a, a little bit finicky right now a lot of people don't do it right a lot of people and chris you may know this being around all the people you are and you yourself riding hard what's uh Seems like I've heard of people continuing on with the with the bad MCL. Uh, the bad MCL. The bad oh, I'm sorry, AC, ACL. ACL, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on the severity of the of the tear or whatever, or, or how you can like maintain the muscles. Yeah, ar- I think around it's on maintaining the muscle around it. There yeah. was a couple years that Dar- uh, Rob Darden didn't have ACLs in either knee. But he was just like working out constantly to keep the muscles in his legs strong. Yeah, as soon as you start losing the muscle mass, like the your knee starts buckling uh, with the ACL. Right. Uh huh. So like he was able to stabilize well, his yeah, knee. You keep your hamstring strong enough. Like you, you technically don't need it. But like as soon as right. your hamstring starts shrinking, like you're done. Right. Like, it's yeah, just like regular injection. walking; it'll just buckle out. Yeah. Be a bad interjection, but I'm pretty sure like Heinz Ward didn't yeah, yeah, have an ACL. Uh, Heinz Ward didn't have any ACLs yet. Really? Uh, John Elway. Yeah. Same. Same deal. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. For just the last few years of his career, or, or was heard, it long? I heard that John Elway didn't have ACLs his entire NFL career. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I think it, and it was Ryan yeah. Nyquist that told me that. You gotta remember oh. like the same thing with working out and keeping your muscles strong. Like, the NFL players are in the weight room every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like working out, so like their muscles are strong enough to compensate, I guess. Right. Whereas like riding BMX, like, I feel like the hamstrings aren't strong enough riding BMX to compensate for an ACL. Like, like your quads will be really strong, but your hamstrings aren't mm-hmm. aren't quite up to par, I guess. Okay, Murph, best bike rider of all time. Tim Lyons. <laughs> Tim Lyons, yeah. Hands down. It's your it's answer. Tim Lyons. Congratulations, Thanks, Tim. He's been on the jump. You ever seen <laughs> Tim Lyons ride before? I've, before. I've only before. seen <laughs> photos and I think a little video because I followed TW Lyons on Instagram. Okay. He's very good. Don't we all know each other that way? He's very Mike Aiken inspired. It, yeah. This is fucking. Why does everybody have to call it that when it's just Aiken? That's right. It's a good thing. Thanks. Did you ever answer the uh, strangest Instagram account no, that you follow? Honestly, that nature is metal one. Oh, okay. All right. That's, I just wanted more to look at tonight, but thanks. I got gnarly. one. Bummer. You have to think of some more for me. I mean, I can <laughs> get my phone out and scroll through if you want me to. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Once we see if you can order a pizza correctly. Can you order a pizza very well? Then we'll do. <laughs> I can order one for the wood. Yeah. It's going to have pineapple on it, Murdoch. You hear that? I probably didn't. You want to tell him again? <laughs>
I don't know, Chris, you got anything else? This went by a little too a little too fast for my liking. I like to go two, three, four hours. You know? <laughs> I'm not trying to break any records. <laughs> no. How long have you been Traded. recording? Uh I am at forty nine minutes. Forty nine minutes? That's it. Yeah. I have one that's gonna come out that's under an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. To move again. No, I Half hour's all we got. <laughs> right. Run, run, run. <laughs> Get to the camper. Good. Um, all right. Give me a second to think about it. Uh, you think about that. I'm going to ask a bike question. Sure. If you, if you well, think you something ask, in the meantime. What's you should that? ask Murphy mm-hmm. how many bikes he's owned throughout his career. Because I'll, I'll tell you, it's probably more than just about anyone else listening. How many bikes in your I career? <laughs> I have gone through many a bike part in my day. Part or frame? All of the above. Oof. Um, Forks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, by choice. Yeah. All, most most of them by choice. Oh, okay. But just, I'd yeah. ride something for a while, sell it off, and get something different. Mm-hmm. I was, a lot of that comes from like working in a bike shop. Oh, okay. Or the right. mill or whatever. And gotcha. What do, you, what do you ride now? FBM Steadfast. Okay. It's like the... Uh, the unofficial official frame of these trails. Yeah, right. Of Pittsburgh in general, I feel like everyone has yeah. this get fast. I have also too. ridden the, the Chris Doyle special a handful of times. Yeah? Yeah. Wait, I'm probably totally wrong on this. Is that Mudrunner, maybe? I do not have a signature bike. You don't? No, the Mudrunner was Kink's trail frame. Okay. Um, I gotcha. But no, I, I think like even back in the day, Murphy rode a, like one of my DK signature frames. Oh yeah, um, it was way too big for me. Way oh, no. too big for that me. That was like then. one of my actual old bikes. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, all right. So you couldn't choose a, a top two blank. It was a twenty-one and a quarter. I was probably five five. And Murphy at the was time. even shorter <laughs> than he is now. Uh, if you can believe it, he was shorter than five nine. Uh, I remember giving him the. Did I give it to you or did I sell it to you? I do believe you sold it to me. Chris. Okay. Well, I sold him the bike. Well, that's because I didn't want to ask for anything for free. So I, I was really surprised that he like showed up and he's actually riding it. I was like, that's way too big for you. Yeah. But it was right. It was good. It uh, Fun story about uh, me and Murphy. <laughs> um, you didn't think I was going to tell this story? Is this the one where I kill you? Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, I had just come off a concussion. I had uh, I think I, I got knocked out and like. Oklahoma City or something like that so I didn't ride so for, he thinks I, I didn't ride for uh, about a month and there's my first session back I'm super excited I'm riding again we're at Studio 334 and I was jumping the box backwards and Murphy's sitting on the side of the box jump and I someone calls out to Murphy they're like hey Murphy and Murphy turns and like kind of wheels out into like almost the center of the box jump and I'm in the air jumping the box backwards my sprocket lands on his hand, Ooh. and oh, I, I get launched to the flat bottom, uh. to the concrete, and I like my my uh, girlfriend, who's now my wife, was there, uh-huh. and it's like the hardest she'd ever seen anyone slam on a bike, and she was oh. really scared, and I just remember like it was like two concussions in under in about a month's time, and. I just wow. remember being on the ground and Murphy's like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm just like, Murphy, why? <laughs> why? Why? That is a fun, fun story. We talked about it. It's hilarious now. <laughs> yeah. It's the time I killed Chris Doyle. Like, and he gives me shit for not doing a train with him at Swamp Fest. 
<laughs> Better to be in the train. <laughs> oh, man. To be uh, fair, everybody had just, like, started jumping that box yeah. backwards at that time. You go up the vert wall. Thought you were, like, alley-ooping. Whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. To go through the box is normal. Joe Pompazzini calls my name. <laughs> I turn. This dies. Oh, man. I'm still sorry about that. That's okay. I, I think we kind of mended some fences today. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It feels it's like. Good fun. Yeah, it feels like we're getting somewhere here. Oh, that's why. Because you guys, because you guys have like eight empties already. <laughs> I have one empty. Oh, okay. That's how my mom and dad used to work well, things out too. No big beer. Still make it one beer. <laughs> one beer is one beer. You right. talked to Zoo about injuries, right? Uh, the two ACLs, but what else? Do you, do you well, have more on your list? Do you have Zoo, a Matt Hoffman kind of list? Uh, Zoo's a, I, I have a pretty big list, yeah. Like Zoo's? And, I broke my face a lot of times. Ooh. He <laughs> once told me that the more you fall, the tougher your body gets. <laughs> bones, bones to be specific. Okay. I have heard that too. That yeah, when you uh, when you I mean, heal up, proven like like physical therapists will tell you that like like just for through impact your bones get stronger to, to calcify harder. But hmm. um, yeah, I mean I don't know about like ligaments and stuff. Like I think that's a different story. Yeah. But, I mean I mean definitely if you have a streak of falling like you get you get used to falling it doesn't quite hurt as bad I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean like other injuries I've had I mean I've. I've knocked my teeth out. I've had like in, countless concussions, like a brain bleed. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I broke a set of bars. That was a brain bleed. I'm not gonna oh, say what bars they were, but someone <laughs> told me twice a year on a re- for their own safety. <laughs> well, maybe not. So someone told me uh, change your bars twice a year. I think it was Cody Diggs, actually. Yeah. Of course, I ride nothing like Cody Diggs, so I'm not too worried about it. But is, have you guys heard that before? I've, I've heard definitely uh, like once a year change mm-hmm. bars. And, I mean, I change my bars and forks once a year now. Yeah. It, it, like at least. Um. Yeah, yeah. The, the bars breaking was a uh, like I don't even remember the whole session. Like. <laughs> well, you've broken a uh, pair of forks too. Yeah, right? I, I've broken forks too. I, oh, I did the trails here, here on. Uh, nice. On that set right in front of us. Oh, I remember like, that. Like the, the, the top of the fork trip off, right at the bottom of the headset cap, right where the threads end for any companies that make forks like this. <laughs> right at the bottom of the threads, the top of the fork trip off at the bottom of the stem there. Oh. I was, I've seen about like seven people do it too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't get hurt, I just ended up on my ass on the landing of the jump, but yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Well, when Zoo crashes, as you could probably pick up by now, he gets <laughs> he goes down hard. Like you hear it from, uh, yeah, you know, the top of the trail. Uh, you were there for my my shoulder through the lip at Hazelwood. Yep. yep. <laughs> I was there. You fell into the takeoff. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I put my shoulder through like their lip, like, and their their jumps are packed hard as concrete. Like, right, right. We shouldn't have been riding that day, though. No, it was really it, it, it wet. Was way too wet. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was there with you when you busted your teeth out. Yeah, boys, yeah. So, yeah. yeah he was a tough I, guy. I, I, still, I still have the, I can the tell. paper in my mouth from that day when I busted my teeth out, and that was like nine years ago now. I just never got them fixed. Wow. 
It, it, they actually hold my teeth in place when I smash my teeth now. It's like a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a reason to keep them. <laughs> Does this go in the, along with the, do your bones get stronger the more you break them? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a recommendation of a different uh, general physician for yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, I've never bro- like broken a bone, like a major bone or anything, like just because I, I don't know, like I feel like I take impacts all the time, and like, like everything I do is always a joint issue. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, Most people would have like, broken. But I, like, a I bone. feel like I like just from hit, like hitting the ground, just, mm-hmm. just even landing, just the constant impacts of landing. Right. Like, I feel like BMXers are just like built stronger than the mm-hmm. average person. Like just watching people I work with fall, like <laughs> it, it work and like like they'll take a small little fall. I'm like, are you serious? Like you're hurt right now? Like <laughs> really? it just like it doesn't register to me like that they're hurt from like just a little trip or something. Like, would they fall to the ground? But uh, from uh, one I, step? I mean, it, it depends. What they like if, like if they twist an ankle or like if they like fall like step off a ladder wrong yeah, or something or you. like fall or something like. Uh huh. They'll be like seriously injured. I'm like, I, I don't understand it. Like, right. Wow. I do want to ask you guys a question because I thought this was different for me anyway. When I got back into it five years ago or so, I went to. Um, I had a Protec helmet and I switched to a full face fly helmet because I know. A helmet, regardless of what it is, is better than no helmet. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. But I got really freaked out riding, to, well, like Wilmo. You know, if you go face first there, you're it's going to hurt. And, yeah. well, and, and rate, or anywhere. It doesn't doesn't matter where. But uh, the whole full face deal, that, that um, that's never really caught on for trails, huh? Uh, like dirt jumps, yes. Like trails, no, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, you mean? Uh, I mean, the helmets at trails are way better than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you see a lot more trail riders wearing helmets these days than you used to. Right, right. Because it used to be like trail riders wouldn't even wear helmets. Yeah, yeah. I think we watched a couple of those movies before we left your house, Murph. Yeah, we went, we went through a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Don't think I saw a helmet anywhere. But um, yeah, yeah like the full face. Go ahead. If you've never ridden in a full face, it's. Uh, I've tried riding in a full face and it's so uncomfortable maybe mm-hmm. i didn't give it enough time i always feel obstructed there i can't um, see what i'm doing right so it, it kind of brings upon all these other challenges mm-hmm. uh in, in when you're riding you want to be comfortable you want right. to uh you know be able to see everything around you you want to be able to hear everything around you and so it's i think it's really really hard for someone that's never mm-hmm. ridden in a full face to like all of a sudden start wearing a full face even though it might be smarter right um like the hallahans have no problem going back and forth because they were raised in a full face helmet i mean they yeah, right. that's what they so they can go back and forth pretty easily uh, i tried riding a full face to ride the vert ramp at south park for like one session and i could, just couldn't deal with it yeah mm-hmm. uh, like i felt like i was gonna wreck every time i aired it yeah because i couldn't spot the coping the same way well yeah i suppose when you're looking down i mean it's right there yeah so I've bounced around a little bit. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I'm like in the perpetual search for the best fitting helmet. Right. Um, but I've tried full faces. Mm-hmm. I tend to stick to the regular uh-huh. full face helmet unless I'm riding a burnt ramp. I got you. Just because I feel like you're supposed to. Like, that thing is scary. I mean, it's definitely better. At that South Park? Yeah, we started riding that one at South Park a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And... 
I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm more comfortable wearing a full face helmet riding that thing. Like, right. Plus with vert, you're falling different. Yeah. Like you don't have a lot of forward momentum. Like you're going yeah, straight up and straight, straight down. Back down to the ground, Whereas yeah. with trails, you have all that forward momentum that can like you can kind of tuck and roll a little bit easier. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. No, I'm not against know. it at all. Yeah. I think you have a good point because uh, the open face injuries that I've seen actually they're not even wearing helmets, but it's it's street riding. Rails, yeah. it seems like constantly people are just losing teeth. Like breaking nose you might have a lot less time to react mm -hmm. riding street stuff like that yeah quick movements right. trails you have time to fall yeah 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 like big trails like you definitely have time to fall like whereas you jump like a like little trails you get tangled up when you wreck like if you're jumping a, like a medium to big size jump like you, you bail and you see what you're doing you fall kind of casually and tuck and roll and or slide or whatever you're gonna do mm-hmm I've seen people like in terms of trail racks I've seen the worst racks on like tiny little jumps <laughs> oh <laughs> right so then we're back to kind of the inexperienced like thing up here is like a small berm yeah washing uh, over the small berm uh, like at the welcome jams like you see more people get balled up on the little jumps than in Pam's front yard than you do on the main line that's <laughs> true like, and, and like these are guys that make it through the main line fine they go back to little jumps just over the bars like right away wow well, you're talking about vert. I mean, almost every vert rider, as far as we see anyway, because it's X Games, usually they're all wearing full face, but uh, uh, the whole I don't know if they always ride that way. to X Games, because X Games doesn't have qualifiers anymore or anything. Well, they're no? doing a, a qualifier out in Boise. Well, I think the vert's even smaller this year. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's yeah, not... I, I think they selected less guys, and it's like, yeah, you guys are the final, okay, whatever. Right. <laughs> With vert specifically, you're talking about? No, they do a, a qualifier out in Boise, Idaho, for the park competition. Oh, they did that last year, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But there aren't a lot of vert riders down, right? Wasn't weren't there only like maybe half a dozen? I or think last year they had ten. They had ten. And that was a stretch. Yeah. Like some I mean, of those guys. You could definitely find more guys that ride vert. I've seen clips like Mike Hucker riding vert and like killing it. Yeah. Yeah. There are probably guys but, but out there. They just can. don't get invited to the major contest, like. Right. Right. But there's like we are five or six guys that's who we're inviting, and that's the X Games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's almost more of like a demo. Yeah, it's sometimes. basically a demo. Yeah. I feel like probably... And they put it on at the worst possible time of day. Yeah. <laughs> when it's sunny out and no one wants to watch because everyone's outside actually TV doing their sport. Isn't, isn't what it once was. <laughs> no. Was there any TV coverage of Vert this past year? Uh, I think it was. I think it was online. Uh, yeah, was it? it was yeah. Yeah. Got it. I was. I was working it, so I think yeah, right, it was right. live. Right. Oh, you were uh, covering for but it, but it was live everything. Like a everything. Time yeah. Day. I, I would rather oh. not even be live and just be on whenever it's on. So yeah. Instead you... of being live at one o'clock in the afternoon on a sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Were you on the floor, like just to? I was doing all the sideline reporting. I got gotcha. you. So, which okay. is you know. Uh, when, when, like, I'm the guy on the scene, like, so mm -hmm. if they want to know, like, hey, Chris, tell us what's going on down there. Like, if someone falls or yeah, yeah. if I have to do an interview with the winner, if the guy that's currently uh, leading. Okay. Um, stuff like that. That's awesome. I didn't realize you were doing that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Jeez. Well, uh, I'll edit this out if you need. Well, go ahead. I just got my X Games invite uh, just a few days ago that I'm going to be covering all the events. And that's how I know about yeah. that Boise qualifier. I'm doing that one as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's awesome. 
th- that's my uh, that's, those are my X Games invites now. Is, uh, <laughs> getting to do the work, the sidelines. Not the ride, just just walk, hold the camera, or you hold the uh, mic. So, are you done with Real BMX right now? And do you know the date it airs? I'm not part of that. I thought you were again this year. This isn't my interview, Jeff. <laughs> I uh, had to know. Uh, no, no. Uh, they. I'm not done with you. Actually, I have other other questions. They, they have. Uh, they reformatted the way the show is going to run yeah. this year, where they don't really need a host. Oh, okay. So, um, and I talked to Stu about it because I, I kind of put myself out there as like, hey, if you, if you need another host, let me know. And he, right. he was the one that mentioned they were uh, going to do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they're just doing like interviews with the judges and then interviews with the riders, interviews with the filmers. Um, it's just a different format, really. I got you. So I, anyone could do that from behind the camera, just putting the question out to whether it was the videographer or the rider? Yeah, basically, um, you know, it'll be the judges talking about each video part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, they, they do the interviews with uh, you know, the, the, the filmers and the, the riders to talk about what went into their video part. I got so I think they're going to have just so much content that mm-hmm. they don't need me to be like the middleman this time around. And uh, yeah. I guess they did this with snowboarding recently and it really worked out well. So oh, it did. they're okay. just going with that. Yep. I got you. Yeah. All right. I don't have any other questions for you. I was kidding. That's okay. <laughs> we will have to do a part two with you at some point though because your roles are, uh, are changing a bit, right? It's evolving. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Still riding hard and as good as ever. We're all happy to see that. But thanks for sitting in, Chris. And before you leave, awesome job on on Polliver. Appreciate it. You're doing a great job. Uh, Fifth or fourth did you just drop? I just dropped the fourth one. I have have one in the pipeline that's coming out with J-Row, but I don't want to release two uh, kink guys back to back. Sure. So uh, I'm trying to get some, trying to get Todd Wachowiak. Yeah. He lives 20... That's the best bike rider of all time. Yes. He lives oh, 20 minutes whoa. away from me. Hey, whoa. <laughs> Wait till he's out of the ear range. Or... But, but Timmy will agree. Okay. <laughs> Todd, yeah, Todd and Todd had such a good career. Mm-hmm. And, and I get like mixed emotions from him where I'm like, hey, man, let's sit down. Let's do this interview. Let's, let's bro down. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And then the next time I see him, I'm like, dude, when are we doing it? He's like, I don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> and... uh I, I don't know. I think his would be really, really good. Yeah. Um, because him and I were like, I mean, we were like kids, mm-hmm. and we were given the DK corporate card, and they're like, "All right, go to contests, do well," and we're like, "Yeah, all right." And we're just, you know, seventeen, eighteen-year-old kids oh just trying to figure everything out. And wow. Yeah, we have a lot of good stories, like totally mm-hmm. rental cars and things like that. So. Sounds like a double A pro thing. Yeah. So hopefully, I, I get him sometime next week. That'd be great. Because I know he'll just keep giving me the back and forth. So I need to lock him down soon. Well, you're doing an awesome job on it, and I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great. Thank so, you for all your help and your support and all the uh, uh, welcome. the technical advice. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not tech guy. I'm just support guy. I'm cheer, no, I, cheerleader no, were, guy. I, I'd like to put it on record that you were a big help to me and everything. So I really, uh, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And I'm out of here. And I'm out. Drop, <laughs> drop the mic, or I'll drop the mic. Bye, I'll see you guys. <laughs> see you, Chris. Eric, any last words from you? Anything you uh, want to say? Thank yous? Otherwise, whatever you feel like. You wouldn't be the first person to say, nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, no one I need to thank. That actually was said in one of my podcasts.
Who said that one? Uh, I'm trying to remember, and even if I knew it, I don't think I'd say it right now. But it was, <laughs> it was a, it was a shocking ending. It was just like, well, That's all right, okay, uh, I guess we're done. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, I mean, I would guess I would take my parents, Friends. like take me to the skate parks when I was younger and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and buy me parts. But when you continued to wreck bikes over and over, oh no, that was you. Yeah. Wait. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I always wrecked everything. Oh, yeah. you just weren't wrecked. You just bought stuff. Uh, every every, every bike I've owned has been broken. So. What can I say? I gave, away. I <laughs> yeah. gave a lot of people a lot of parts too. <laughs> what a nice uh, guy. I, I've broken every bike I've owned, so I don't know. Really? Um, I, I paid it forward a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we're both um, fully sponsored by Doyle's Garage. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That that's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I was going to ask about, you know, we, we always Whitney. seem to talk about uh, FBM and FBM being strong in, in pockets. I didn't ask what you wrote, uh, by the uh, way. Yeah, I ride an FBM, yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been riding an FBM for a, a good number of years now, actually. You know what, like your third? Uh, yeah, I'm my third steadfast, yeah. Oh, Okay. So you used to the geometry, you like it? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, before that, like I was riding like the Kink International and the Kink Far Side. Like, I mean, basically whatever Doyle's frame was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't give them all to me. All sure. I mean, I, I bought them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I just like that geometry. But then uh-huh. I don't know, like I just need to change it up. Mm-hmm. And the steadfast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a trail frame. It, like had trail geometry, and mm-hmm. that's what I was mostly riding. And I. Was, uh-huh. I, I bought my first steadfast because of the, the mellow head tube angle. And it's just been a solid frame. Yeah. I've been hooked on it since. It's awesome. Tim, what do you ride? I'm also on steadfast. Really? Everybody. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's the, the whole crew is. <laughs> so, uh, Murph, anyone you'd like to thank or acknowledge or what you have, things you have coming up that you're excited about? I'd like to thank everybody that rides bikes with me and does a trick one or two or three or a thousand more times so I can get the photo right. Uh, Did you tell them it's good exercise? Just keep going. Yeah, it's all about the fitness of the Yeah, day. Right. We're doing laps here. <laughs> <laughs> Better gate starts. Right. And sorry, I interrupted. Anyone else you wanted to thank? Um, I mean, we said earlier, my parents have been super supportive of yeah. bike riding all along. Yeah. You know what I'd like to get audio of? Slapping. Slapping? Slapping audio. I think that would work. But, uh, all right, guys, thanks for doing it. I'm going to just get some good good audio. Maybe, uh, why don't you suck that down some, <laughs> some, some slapping. Make sure you get the Timmy slaps. They're the I, best slaps. I got it. All right. There you go, symphony of slaps. Perfect. If you had a choice, you would just ride to symphony of destruction <laughs> at all times. <laughs> the boy loves Megadeth. <laughs>